Unless you've gone through a Me Too experience, take it from me, it's difficult to discuss the Me Too experience. It's important to discuss the Me Too experience so that others know that they're not alone and that it happens everywhere to almost everyone in some way or another. Now perhaps saying it happens to everyone might be an over-exaggeration. Rather, I should say it happens to quite a many of us. And perhaps even more who don't recognize that it's happening to them. That's why I think speaking out about one's Me Too moment or experience is important so people can put the pieces of the puzzle together for them. Psychologically speaking, I've dealt with so many clients who didn't understand that the reason why they're having a certain amount of anxiety or a certain amount of fear or whatever the emotion is that is negatively affecting them is because of a Me Too moment that they didn't understand was a Me Too moment. Let me share my story with you so that you might understand that a Me Too moment just doesn't happen to women. It happens to men as well. And not only am I going to share my story of the Me Too moment that happened with me, but I think it's important to share a story about when I worked at the University of California and really did not understand that by my joking with other individuals thinking, okay, I can joke sexually, indirectly, with women because I'm gay and they understand that I mean nothing about it, could still be interpreted as sexual harassment. I'm sure you've all heard me say time and time again, You don't know to know until you know. And I didn't know. But now, I know. And I'm here to share. If memory serves, I think I brought this up in a previous podcast. but I think I brought it up in a nonchalant way. 
not disrespectful necessarily, but not in a way that deserves the respect involved. When I worked for the University of California, I did think as a gay man that I was able to say whatever I wanted to say to anybody who I wanted to say it to. I know I'm ending the sentence with a preposition, but you understand where I'm coming from. And not to be negative and not to be disrespectful and not to be any kind of way, for lack of a better way to put it, I think you understand where I'm coming from. I just said it because it's my sense of humor. My sense of humor is to push boundaries. My sense of humor is to make people laugh, to understand the realities of things. And so when I would say certain things to certain co-workers, I sincerely meant it. I meant it as a compliment. Your boobies look good today. That skirt fits so well. Your makeup is wonderful, sexy mama. Various things like that. It was a day, and it was a day not like today. And I understand that. My mentality was, you all know I'm gay, and I don't mean anything by it but to compliment and to have fun and to lighten the moment. And I think for the most part, most everybody understood that. But the part that I probably have shared before was that the director's administrative assistant directed me to take the sexual harassment training once a year. And I would go back to her and say, why do I need to take it? It's for managers. And she would just look at me and say, Mark Jeremy, I just think you need to take it. And my response would be, I don't understand why I need to take it. I already know how to sexually harass people. Ha ha, funny, funny. I was missing the point, and I appreciate that. We're in a different time now, and it makes me wonder if I were in that environment today, how would my approach be? I think it would be very different because I think that the dictate or the, or the response to how I, I was acting would be different and I would appreciate that and I would respect that. So I have to get that part out of the way. Now it's important for me to for lack of a better way to put it, get it off my chest about my moment of the Me Too and being sexually harassed. It's funny, I didn't understand at the time 
that I was being sexually harassed because it was coming from a so-called friend, a person in the Palm Springs community, an entertainer in the Palm Springs community. But it was not welcomed on my part. It put me in a difficult position. It made me feel uncomfortable. And if I feel uncomfortable and it puts me in a difficult position, then I think that's the definition of sexual harassment. And the Me Too movement. With that said, I will elaborate without mentioning names. But I think it's important for the community, especially the entertainment community, the drag queen community, the community that feels it can be playing free and loose with certain concepts needs to realize. Well, they don't need to do anything, as I tell my clients, but it's very considered that they understand the consequences of their actions. I can tell you from my personal experience that incidents like this do leave us, or at least it did leave me, wondering, what did I do wrong? Did I encourage it in any way? I've discovered that the answer is no, I didn't do anything wrong, and I didn't encourage it. Everyone is responsible for their own actions. And if somebody decides to cross the line, then that individual who crosses the line should be held accountable. I can't call out names to hold someone accountable, but what I can do is share my story to indirectly hold my violator, for lack of a better way to put it, accountable. As soon as we start sharing our experiences and coalescing as we're doing in the Me Too movement, the more these types of behaviors will diminish. At least that's my hope. from someone who, without knowing, participated in some semblance of this activity to somebody who experienced the degradation of living through this experience to where I am now, I'm telling you, it's all a part of an evolution, a part of understanding. 
even if you haven't been through something like this, listen, learn, understand, and believe when somebody tells you something like this. Don't judge. Don't judge. If you haven't been through the experience, you have no point of reference by which to base your judgment. I know that listeners want some semblance of the juiciness of the entire incident, and I won't sensationalize it. My plan is to lay out the facts behind the experiences so as to be able by others to recognize and understand what might be going on in their situation. So with that said, I will describe the circumstances and leave as much judgment or emotion out of the dialogue. That's my way of presenting it. Admittedly, it was a relationship based on mutual respect. She, as the pronoun fits a drag performer, moved into town and was quite the sensation, actually, and therefore garnered much praise and applause and attention and supporters. She also was involved with somebody else. Now let's get this clear. I was never in a position to be attracted to this particular person. If truth be known, I was more attracted in the beginning to the person with whom she was in a relationship. But I backed off because they were in a relationship. As the time went on, we became the three of us to include other people in our community, friends. I was a supporter. I was a fan. I actually can admit that I think the talent of this particular drag performer is excellent. It was excellent from the day she arrived in Palm Springs. And even now with all the ugliness that she portrays, I still believe she is a talented performer 
And the reason why I say the ugly, ugliness she portrays now, I'm talking about in the midst of COVID, because everybody has decided that, and rightfully so, to continue their craft, to continue their profession, to continue their passion. They have to find a different way of presenting it to the masses. And so the majority of entertainers are finding some way to live stream their talent and live stream it to individuals who are fans, who are supporters, who are there to appreciate what they have to offer. And believe me, there is so much talent just in the community of Palm Springs. That makes it one of the wonderful things about living in Palm Springs. Although, as I'll probably continue to talk about, the high drama rate makes it not one of the most wonderful things to be living in Palm Springs. But you know what? Consequence, uh, there are actions to our cons. Uh, let me back up. There are consequences to our actions. And so if one decides, I love this community, I want to support this community, I want to live in this community, each of us is deciding to be a part of whatever this community has to offer, both negative and positive. And we have the opportunity to choose whether we want to be a part of it or not. And I'm here to say that I've chosen to be part of the drama every once in a while. I've chosen to stand up and express my opinion when there are others who are out there who vehemently oppose my opinion. I'm not one to back down. And I'll be the first one to admit it. But I'm also the one to stand up and say, if I can create a buzz for lack of a better way to put it, in what I'm saying so that I can get others to understand what I'm trying to communicate, I'll do that as well. So I've told many people, if you were to walk into Palm Springs and mention my name, there would be people who love me and there would be people who hate me. And I understand that and that's just part of the game. That's just part of the way that I choose to present myself living my life in Palm Springs. Okay, so back to the circumstances at hand. So, you know, everybody's living their life and doing their thing and everybody's making their own assumptions about what is and what's not. I know what is and what's not. But I have no control over what other individuals are thinking is what is and what's not. And how they feel about me. And how I feel about them. I guess you can say the boundaries are kind of buzzied. And because of this experience, I've learned to set the boundaries firmly. This is what I believe. This is what I'm thinking. This is 
what I'm all about. And if you have any intention of anything else, then it's going to come up against the boundaries that I've set. So I, I own the fact that perhaps I didn't set the appropriate boundaries initially. And I think that's what put in motion the initial encounter. Now, as I have mentioned, this particular drag performer was, and to my knowledge, is to some degree still in a relationship with their partner, the same partner. If I don't mean to confuse anybody, but that's what I mean. And so walking out of the club after seeing a show and her partner with a friend deciding that they're going to walk to the car and this particular performer is going to walk me to my car didn't seem out of the ordinary, actually. And so I said, okay. So her partner and the friend walked across the street to go to the car and this individual walked me to my car. I also realized that this particular individual had a little bit too much to drink. So, you know, in her defense, that might have played a part in it. And I accepted that. But we got to my car. I was ready to open the door to my car. And she decided that it was time to try to kiss me. And I was really taken aback. You've got a partner who you just left to walk across the street with one of your close friends, a female, and you're here in the parking lot trying to get up on me. I didn't know what to do. I sort of froze. And then all of a sudden, I felt a hand trying to reach down and unzip me. And also trying to take my hand and reach down to unzip her. And that's where I decided uh, this is not going to happen. I don't understand what's going on. How dare you? This is not appropriate. Please stop. And I had to emphasize, please stop. And she stopped. She walked away to, I don't know where, probably back to her and I I'm, I hope I'm assuming uh, I'm assuming that you all understand her meaning the pronoun of a drag performer but actually a boy in a relationship with a boy anyway I got into my car and I went home and that was fine I was ready to let it slide that was an incident not an issue Strange, but a one-off. Until maybe later on down the line, like a few weeks or something, we were at another venue. And this person was in the show, and I was there, and I was watching the show. And after the show was over, 
she came out and she came out in the drag she was wearing and I was walking to my car that was parked on the side of the street and was getting ready to get in my car and she approached me and she approached me abruptly and she approached me and lifted up her dress because she was still in drag and her penis was hard and she was trying to get me to hold on to it. I'm pausing because I'm still trying to think in the moment, what do I do? What I did was pull my hand away and tell her, leave me alone, back off, this is inappropriate, go back inside. This time I found my voice. This was unacceptable. This was the second time that it happened and therefore in my mind, very deliberate in the attempt and I was having no part of it. Don't show disrespect to me in this way. In my mind, I've given you no reason to believe that you could step over the boundary and do something like this. And so in my mind, feeling later when I thought that perhaps I had done something that might have encouraged this behavior, I thought back on exactly how I conducted myself in that moment. And I realized I did nothing to influence this behavior. I did nothing to encourage somebody to do so something so disrespectful to me. Just because you think you can doesn't mean that it's appropriate and that it's going to be accepted. I know I'm sounding a little bit repetitive in what I'm saying. Alexa, stop. Yeah, you heard it. I have an Alexa and you have to tell her to shut up every once in a while. Um, not in a forceful way, of course, just Alexa. Stop. And I could have done that, I guess. I mean, I could have just said stop. But from my past experience with this particular individual, I learned that just saying stop wasn't going to work. I had to be forceful. And that's my recommendation to all of everyone who's listening to this. It's important to be forceful. You can't just hold up your hand and say stop. When they're intent on doing something disrespectful and inappropriate, holding your hand up with a kind just stop isn't going to work. 
this is when boundaries, forceful boundaries, are important. Stop. This is inappropriate. Back off. These are the kinds of things that one must say when they find themselves in that particular situation. I think I've said enough about this. I don't want to vilify anybody who lives in my community, but I thought it was important, or I do think it's important for me to share this story so that others will experience something that perhaps they never thought could possibly happen beyond the realm of possibility. But this kind of thing is happening all around us. And that's why I started out at the beginning of the podcast saying that all of us have experienced something like this. Yes, I was generalizing, but I would bet I would bet that there are more individuals out there than not who if after hearing this or upon reflecting upon it later might be able to say, yeah, that was me too. I've lived to tell and until next time.